0: What up? This is Myron and you are listening or watching the Rye Bread and Mustard A Mariners podcast. That down on the docks on the other side of the tracks, dive bar style podcast of about the Seattle Mariners. Like I said, that you are listening or watching wherever you're getting that action from. Thank you again for liking, subscribing, and sharing. If you haven't done that yet, what the fuck are you waiting for? Do it now. Anyways, I'm going to shut the hell up so you can get into the newest episode of the Rye Bread and Mustard A Mariners podcast right about now. Get ready to play hardball in the Kingdome. Take me to the ballgame.
1: I want to see the ants. The Mariners are playing hardball.
0: Hit it again and again and again. Hit it again.
1: Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the Kingdome.
0: And on today's podcast, we got a lot of shit to talk about. The team is back together. Everybody is reported down to spring training. We finally have all the pitchers, catchers, infielders, outfielders, bench warmers, and the guys that we're going to send packing down to the minors or elsewhere down in Peoria. There's news coming from every goddamn affiliate. We're going to try to sift through some of that here on the episode and with me. Almost like always. I got Hanno up in Edmond. What's up, Hanno?
2: What's up, Steve Snapper Jones? Are you going for the Peter Vesey look with that NBA on NBC hat? I'll, your new nickname, Snapper.
0: The, <laughs> well, I if you look at this uh, NBA on, NBA on NBC, I wish it was. I wish the NBA was how it was on the MB, in back in the NBC days because what we just saw yesterday or what you have heard if you're still boycotting the nba in seattle what a fucking shit show of a all-star game and it's been a gradual build to this though but the nba all-star weekend has sucked for many years
2: well it's pretty obvious those guys only play unless they're getting paid i mean they had to put another mid-season tournament and put up a million dollars so those cats could uh play harder early on in the season
0: oh don't yeah, me sorry Uh, I unfortunately uh, sat through that bullshit. The worst uh, example of an All-Star game I've seen since maybe the uh, last years of the NFL had uh, their Pro Bowl. Um, Thank God, baseball's All-Star game is pretty hard to fuck up. But the NBA All-Star game, it's been gradually getting this way for a few years, and now it's hit an all-time low. What do you think about that, Hannah?
2: Yeah, you're right. I mean, baseball all-star game is the gold standard. We all know that. Football, you know, they don't even tackle. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I saw it this year with trying to figure out what was going on earlier in the season with this in-season tournament. But, you know, you got to pay these guys a million dollars to win. So that's what forced them. But I still want the Sonics back. They should have never left to go to OKC. I would never support those bums. (laughs)
0: <laughs> are you alluding to that I did Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, ninja do you got any thoughts on the uh, NBA all-star game before we move on
1: well they changed the rules around I, I liked it like two or three years ago when they um, they like upped the prize the prize money and it came down only to the fourth quarter they did it two years in a row and it was like the best basketball I ever watched because it came down to like the fourth quarter but it was so intense that the NBA just, like, canceled it out. It's like, man, these guys are really going at it. I want to say it was, like, 200000 for the winner and 100000 you know, for the second place. So, like, they played the top five guys in the fourth quarter to try to, like, win the money and go after it. And the NBA guys were just, like, it was the most competitive basketball I've seen. And they didn't do it this year. So I'd like to see them go back to that. That was cool.
0: You want to see the XFL rules uh in play yeah. where, where – uh
1: they're actually playing defense.
0: Yeah, the winners get paid, and the losers are uh, finding a way to put food on the table. I'm sure they'll be all right. They're all multi millionaires, but yeah, yeah, I like I the think- format.
1: It's the only time in like you're gonna get the top five versus the top five. You know, playing in on a world, you know, a world stage every year just for that one quarter. Just give it to us. Just let the top five versus the top five go at it. You know what I mean? It's a liability issue and they won't let it happen but it was cool for a couple years
0: yeah and i think it's going to be hard for baseball ever to really truly screw up the all-star game um i know that they've they've had things where does it it doesn't count anymore where whoever wins the all-star game uh whatever league wins all-star game they they get home field advantage in the world series is that still a thing
2: no they moved on from that a couple years ago
0: well, we wouldn't know because I, I quit watching every, uh, when the Mariners are eliminated by the end of the season. So I I never really kept track of that after they did it. Um, yeah, and as far as I think the worst thing that ever happened was there was a tie once. Um, but the Home Run Derby has evolved, uh, which people seem to like and some people don't. Uh, but as far as the MLB All-Star game, pretty hard to fuck up. To, to, can I say for sure they won't find a way to fuck it up? No, because we, we've we seen things like this happen.
2: Yeah, good news came out that uh, Rob Manford will be stepping down in 2029, so he can't do any more damage to the game. I'm, I know there's a lot of people out there that can't stand him and are irritated with him. I'm one of those. But he has done some good things, but it's going to be nice to see him move on along.
0: So what has he done that has pissed you off?
2: Well, oh, let's just have a new whole new episode. I'll, 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 I could go into it.
0: Yeah, well, give us a couple things. Give us a little teaser of what this episode would no, be the, like. No,
2: the good teaser. I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. Okay,
0: this is That'll a cliffhanger.
2: Yeah, this is a clickbait.
0: This will be... I would say, uh, Manfred, I, I might take the other side of that. I, I feel oh, like he's... On some things. Uh, some of the rule changes, yes. Some of them, no, but as far as the extended, extended playoffs, yes. I feel like the yeses outweigh the no's or the – you know what I mean?
2: Well, it's going to be interesting. I know you want to talk about uniforms. What if he gets involved with that and then doesn't you know um, choose uh, what you would like to see? I know there's been a lot of talk about the uniforms.
0: Uh, what do you think about these new uniforms, Ninja?
1: I haven't personally – you know, gone and inspected them, but it's been a lot of negative feedback everywhere. And it's actually like going to the players union about how bad they are. So and there's something going on.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all over X or Twitter. It's, it's, uh, seems to be a hot topic, not just with the Mariners uniforms, but I, I did see here that Mike Cameron, uh, retweeted, uh, somebody's tweet that they were showing the new number 10, uh, chavez and they were showing the mariners jersey hanging in uh, a player's locker it almost looks like one of those shitty jerseys or fake jerseys that you'd see on like ebay or something like that that's like been in a you know in a garage uh underneath a couple of boxes or something for like five years it doesn't look new it doesn't look fresh I think one of the best
1: quotes I saw on on Reddit was, my Hall of Fame Edgar Martinez jersey was better than this
2: one. Oh, I thought you were going to say it looks like a Boward Little League jersey, the best quote you've seen. But you know what? Those are the jerseys they wore during the All-Star game. They look good. They had color. But I've noticed the the all-white ones, yeah, they do, do look a little cheap. They don't have the stitching or the patches on some of them. So, it's all for comfort, but if the players don't like', them, it's not gonna fly.
0: But what they're putting on the damn uh, racks for fans to buy, here's the good news. I'm saving myself one hundred and fifty to three hundred dollars because I will not be buying a jersey this year. I won't even I won't even think about it. I, I'd rather go and find one of those Looney Tunes, uh, Mariners jerseys and wear one of those than this. I don't understand the piping. Having the major league logo below the piping on the neck makes no sense to me. The lack of the weird color, the iron on shit. I mean, the baseball jersey is another thing that's pretty hard to fuck up, but you've done it. Um, I don't know what was wrong with the jerseys that they've had. Uh, it kind of just reminds me of the the Jacksons when they started fucking with their noses. And, and I don't want to sound like one of these people like you're not evolving. You're not. You just like these these old uniforms. I just like uniforms with some quality that makes sense that make aesthetic sense. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't understand why they would move the logo on the back of the neck. I've seen the this Goldschmidt picture of the Goldschmidt jersey. I don't know if it's if it's real or not, but it goes from literally love handle to love handle up around the shoulders.
2: Well, one benefit of these jerseys. Yeah, the uh, last names are smaller print, but, but at least they have the spacing correct. I mean, that was just terrible the way the Mariners jerseys look these last couple of years, especially the blue ones. Just, I mean, it, you put that along with these jerseys, and you got a home run.
0: There's an article that Ninja sent me from uh, Reddit. Uh, it's by, or you can go check it out on the Atlantic.
1: And there's another article too that like goes along with that article that came about. A couple hours after it, that is the um like the union's response to like trying to get the uniforms changed before opening day, and they filed a motion like whatever like it's like really serious like they're, you know.
0: It instead of sitting here and reading it to you, um, it basically details how the Nike endorsed athletes really aren't saying anything about it but it seems like everybody else dislikes them uh here it is it's the it's the atlantic and it's titled what happened to baseball jerseys by amanda mole and this is a pretty in-depth story like we talked about here uh this is much this article is much more (laughs) concise but it will take you through nike where nike's coming from and fanatics being like hey don't blame us also, the battle that is going on with the players in the union over this and the battle that's going on between the Nike-endorsed players and the players that aren't endorsed to Nike would be pretty interesting. I, I have not heard what Julio's got to say about it. Julio's an Adidas guy, so he's probably going to be more candid about it, but he's also one of those guys that doesn't like to just uh, start too much shit. Um, the to point, the
1: like – like the point of the article was that like, it's not the fanatics fanatics is getting blamed for it, but it actually comes down to the Nike like um, designers and the people who they come up with the fabrics and the designs to use, they just develop that. And then they turn it over to fanatics and fanatics develops what Nike wants for, for Nike specs. So they're going back and forth with the blame of like, whose fault is it? And it's like, well, Nike, you told us to use, you know, this material with this, you know, um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, lettering. Do we
2: do we really think that someone in Major League Baseball or Rob Manford has not seen these before they went out?
1: They had to make samples, and they come up with the, like reasons why they use this material and why the material is more expensive. For um, like it's more elastic, and if you um put a bunch of stitching into it, it becomes less stretchable. Was the reason they're saying so? and lightweight, it takes weight away from it. So they're saying they're flimsy, and they're saying, yeah, they're more lightweight. Yeah. My opinion is, yeah, you should be more flexible with, like, the kind of jerseys that you want to wear versus warm weather versus cold weather versus, you know what I mean? Like, you look the same, but you don't really want the same material for everything.
2: Yeah, because the Mariner jerseys, they have some different types of material. The old ones, from Mm -hmm. their – Midnight Blues. Those were. So that's
1: what, that's kind of what the article talks about too is like what the materials that they used and why they decided to use it. But the whole ridiculous thing to me is like, well, why can't MLB players, um, tailor their own pants now? It's like, why take that away from them? Who, like,
2: yeah, that stinks.
0: <laughs> that's, that's weird. That's like basically going like, uh, maybe you got a uh, weird thighs. Maybe you're, uh, Conscientious about your ankles, so you like to wear them low. That's mm-hmm. that's weird. It especially in being 2023. 20, I can see if this is nineteen uh forty-nine, and they're like, Listen, you get two fucking uniforms. You're lucky if they even get washed. Oh. <laughs> you know, this is 2024. Give them the option of like,
1: what do you want today? You know, we're gonna tailor it for you. Yeah, <laughs> we need to go um like go ch- the changing room and try some on tomorrow.
0: Yeah, they just kind of look like, you know, if you didn't get to play on like the select leagues or something like that and and you had to play like for like whatever senior major like basketball if you if you played at the rec center versus like playing a, a, like uh, on a select team that's what the jerseys look like to me. They look like they went on to East Bay and made them uh whoever said that um they look like they went on that their moms went and made it. I think that's an accurate description of it. It would be interesting if they fix it before opening day. I, I know anytime you do anything in life, if you feel like you look like a goofball, you're, you're not going to have any sort of confidence.
1: No, I like Hannah's idea of going to like a bicycle, full spandex onesie for aer- aerodynamics.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you mis- You misunderstood what I said. I said the new ones. Appear to be like that material,
1: yeah. Imagine Julio out there, like you know, you run faster, you're more flexible. You got this, like, you know, tight hearing uniform.
2: Shelly'd love it, yeah. You in a pair of pants? Oh, hell yeah.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> here's the thing him. I saw Robbie Ray, he still got his tight pants mm-hmm. going. Uh, yeah, um, you should just have I'm, the option. I'm just trying, I'm trying to think, you think about how Felix used to wear his pants mm-hmm. towards the end of his career they're a bit baggy they i believe he would cut a hole in the bottom of the pants and stick it on the, his back cleat is that correct
1: yeah i think the, the point, point is like the the player should have their option you know what what they want to play in and what makes them comfortable that day
0: yeah because they say randy rosa reina has a, a complete opposite cut of the way he wears his pants versus robbie ray does mm-hmm totally different build of a person. I think that's that's probably I could see that's more of the issue with the unions versus the jerseys for sure.
1: I mean uh, sometimes you come out in like the really small pants with the really long stirrups and that's just like you know for the day and then I don't know who, who, yeah. who can decide that or cut that off.
0: It's very strange that they're like you can't do any of this when all of these sports and baseball's been pretty good about it of late. Where it's like your individuality is so important to the game. We want that here in the game. And then you're going, nope, you can't. We're not giving you another jersey. You can't make another jersey. You got to wear this jersey. You got to wear these pants and you can't have them tailored. Mm-hmm. What do you what mean is- you can't tailor? Your team has a fucking tailor there. So you can't go to the tailor and be like, can you ta- t- tailor these for me? And they're going to be like, no, we can't.
2: Yeah, so it's like Little League all over again, where as long as your waist size fits, the length doesn't matter. It could be tight, it could be, you know, long. Who knows, are they going to go sanitary stirrups now? I know a couple guys still do that, but not many.
1: They, like, address it in the article. They talk about that. And I don't get it. I, mean, I didn't read enough into it, but, like, they're, yeah, it's ridiculous.
2: Supercross, this weekend in the Kingdome,
1: is Beer Supercross doubleheader get ready Seattle, just saturday night at 7 30 and sunday afternoon at 2 the 1988 a supercross tour motorcycle
2: media on an incredible dirt battleground that treats man and machine the same way with absolutely no respect see the best national champion jeff ward former champion ricky
1: johnson tickets at all ticket master locations including the bond tower records and video and participating honda dealers the coors
0: beer supercross speaking of julio uh he just talked with the media. I don't know if you guys heard this today. Heard a lot of really good stuff. Read the article too that they just put out on in Seattle Times about him. Man, you can for me, I was just really pumped up to listen to what this guy is saying and just his maturing process just keeps going in the right direction to me. That was my overall take from it and him, you know, you know acknowledging how last year was a big learning lesson coming off of the year before, and granted, a lot of pressure on him last year when you don't build anybody around him. Uh, and he's your face of the team, the face of your franchise, the face of the all star game. Shit, he even had a girlfriend that's a lot of big life changes for a young guy and you know, struggled a little bit. Also, playing the WBC last year, uh, really like spread himself thin I thought last year I'm really excited to hear that his perspective on the year before uh today and um what do you guys think
2: that's all positive stuff um he's a very smart young man very talented it makes sense that he would be saying all the right stuff for me just thinking about Felix or excuse me like now I almost said it Julio Rodriguez uh for the Mariners to have success this year, he's there's just no chance for him to have any down months like he did last year. He's got to be pretty consistent. Uh, yeah, we can't expect that toward freaking just red-hot uh, August that he had, but his consistency has to be pretty good all the way through the season, and that's going to be a key for this team. And he's the type of guy that I believe that can do that. It'll be his third full year um like you mentioned they didn't really surround him with any um, quality players that they picked up in the offseason last year that they've kind of changed that up so yeah it's going to be real interesting to see in his in his third year if he is going to take that next step and have an mvp season cuz he certainly can
0: and him seeing players come and go he's like bubbled up as far as team leadership to the top with all those guys I feel like, and, um, you know, going back to what he was saying, uh, just to quote him and I'm pulling this up in the article that just came out as we're recording this from Ryan Divish, uh, one of Julio's quotes, uh, was he was talking about the sophomore slump. He said, quote, I don't know how it fits in other people's minds, but for me, that was a sophomore slump quote. I was grateful for it. I was able to learn from it. It's going to help me out down the road in my career. And that's something that I'm not going to take for granted. That's something that I will never forget. It's always going to keep pushing me to keep getting better and never feel that way. I mean, that that's what you want to hear. And I mean, we're talking about somebody still that hit 275, uh, what, 32 home runs, over 100 RBIs, almost 40 stolen bases. You know, the strikeouts were up high. We know he started uh, off slow, but listen, he, he came off of his first rookie season where he obviously played the most baseball he ever played. You have a shorter off season doing the WBC. Uh, you come in with all the pressure. I mean, to end up with that being your line, to me, if that's a sophomore slump, that's a pretty fucking good slump.
2: Oh, for sure. Being in the running for them. You know, gold gloves and silver sluggers. In his position. I mean, there's nothing negative about his season overall, especially for a second-year player. My point was just that for the Mariners to go, obviously Julio or yeah, Julio Rodriguez uh, will be the leader, and everybody's got to follow. But he can't have any dips. And from in my opinion, because of the way this team's constructed, sure they got more players, but it's going to take everybody rolling in the right direction and have those type of years.
0: Yeah, it's again, yeah, yeah, there is that pressure for the team for Julio to even take a bigger step forward because they need it.
2: Yeah, he's got all the talent in the world and a lot of expectations by the, you know, with that contract um, by the city, um, but he can handle it. And it's, you know, as a fan, I just want him to take that next step in his third year. And I'm sure he can do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, this guy... He's somebody that definitely does his homework as far as it seems like knowing what to say and what not to say and how to mentally compartmentalize things going on in his career at at a young age is is pretty awesome to see.
2: Yeah, and he everything you hear him say, whether it be an interview or, you know, even... Anytime, you just can tell how much drive he has, and what type of player he wants to be, and what type of player he expects that he can be. It's really phenomenal for a player of his age.
0: Yeah, and for him, listen. Everybody made this big thing about the Super Bowl. Like, is this a message to the organization? Organization, is this a message uh, about frustration? I just took it as this is just somebody that just watched in person a team reached the highest level in their sport that they can. And he's just going, damn, I want to be there. It's more of a personal thing too. It's pretty personally wants to feel what that feels like. I didn't feel or take that, that post as Oh, he's out of here. If the Mariners don't put it together. I mean, could that happen in three, four years down the road? Sure. But I don't feel like that was anything except for him just being pumped up about what he just saw and, ready to get back to work and try to climb that mountain.
2: Yeah, I didn't take it any way negative at all either. I mean, I almost take it as like, I don't know, you're back in school and you're a, I don't know, sophomore or something, and your, your varsity team makes the state playoffs the year before and then you move up to varsity. Yeah, you want, you, you want to be a part of that stuff, kind of, so that's kind of how I look at it.
0: Uh, or like when Julio came up in 2021 on game 161 and 162 watch what the Mariners almost did. He was just pumped up. That's what I felt like that was exactly like cut copy paste.
2: Yeah, you're exactly right. That's a good one to bring up. I'm glad you remember that. Yeah. Sitting in the stands there and watching about what he wanted to be a part of had really no expectations for him to make the club the following year, but he, that drove him and, uh, I mean, look what he did. He blew everybody's, blew everybody away in camp. He started as a center fielder. They kind of projected him as, as a corner guy. I mean, he went out and he grabbed that position and spot on the team. He, he's he's a very driven player.
0: Uh, I just want to check out what Scott Service said here. Here's a little excerpt. Julio's done a really good job of sitting back and addressing. This is how I trained going into last year. This is how my season played out. He admitted it. He only had one good hot streak a month, maybe a month and a half, and it was unbelievably an awesome streak. But other than that, there were inconsistencies there in his game. He just wants to be more consistent like all the guys do. <laughs> <laughs> <He's> saying, oh. <laughs> okay. noise. <laughs> yeah well and then here's some sure st- <laughs> yeah. mm. when do i get to talk about julio <laughs> you're up now
1: <laughs> julio is like gonna be on an mvp you know caliber level this year that's you know he's got to be up in in the odds in mvp voting like at least up there in the top ten. And then I'm like I follow him on Instagram. So seeing how hard he worked in the off season and like how serious he's like taking his offseason workouts. And then how they showed up to spring training like a week early and tried to, you know, be a leader, you know, everyone showed up. And all Americans already there a week early. So like and then service coming out saying like this is the most determined team I've ever worked with and how like serious everyone's taken this season was pretty cool to read. Well, so.
0: well, that's cool to read, but they've been there for less than a week and one day with the whole player. So I don't know how you get around a group and say, this is the hungriest group I've been around. Yep. I, th- I think maybe he was misquoted. Like this is the hungriest group I've been around. We've worked out all morning lunches and is still not Yeah, good. like around for another we should, hour.
1: We should order some more pizza.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, Yeah. yeah
2: spring training's the biggest everybody's zero and zero has high expectations it's the most peaches and cream time of the whole season
1: the world series where a pitch is not just a pitch it's a world series pitch where a hit is not just a hit it's a world series hit A win is not just a win, it's a World Series win. Now, you've got a chance to win a trip to the 1984 World Series by entering Major League Baseball's Grand Slam sweepstakes at all Major League ballparks and participating retailers. Baseball favor, catch it. The preceding message was furnished by Major League Baseball.
0: No, as far as as Julio and MVP, uh, let's just pull up the AL MVP odds. We got Aaron Judge, Juan Soto, Corey Seager, Yordan Alvarez, Julio Rodriguez. So as far as AL, he's plus 1,200. He's in the number five slot. Uh, You can also get him for 1,100 or 1,300. Not a bad bet when you don't have Shohei Otani in the Anymore, it definitely feels like when Jordan left basketball for a couple of years and uh, mm-hmm. the MVP and the uh Larry O'Brien trophy there was available, and the Sonics really had a fucking great window to take care of this. Let's just not even go there. Um, uh, but yeah, I actually feel like when you're looking at this and uh, Not a bad bet for Julio, especially at plus 1,200. Aaron Judge is plus 550. Soto, 600. He's going to have that short perch. Corey Seager, plus 850 with the core injury. I don't feel like that's a good bet. Judge is already
1: complaining about his toe. Aaron Judge is already complaining about his toe.
0: (laughs) I feel like it's Julio or it's going to be Juan Soto. Um, Unless... Mike Trout has a bounce back year. I feel like what, th- those are your what, your top. What number picks. is Trout on that list? Trout is two thousand plus two thousand. He's about oh. uh, number nine or ten, uh, give or wow. take what list you're looking at.
1: Julio's got better odds than Mike Trout. I think Mike Trout's the would be my bet right now for my money. It's good, pretty good odds. Who, on are you, Mike taking? Trout.
0: Who are you taking right now, Hanno?
2: Well, if we're talking about Julio, I mean, what has he finished the last two years? He's been in MLB top 10 every year. Um, he's at least going to – I'm not going to pick him just because I don't have trust the team to be a first place winning the West type of player. I'd probably go with Judge.
0: I, I, I know I'm going to sound like a homer and I'm a, a host of a Mariners – podcast here but i i'm gonna go with julio in fact when i get to seattle after i go to the team store and check this bullshit out i'm probably gonna go up to the Tulalip casino with my grandma take her in there she's gonna sit down to get something to eat i'm gonna tell her i gotta go to the bathroom but then i'm gonna slip over to the uh, sports book and i'm gonna put a hundred dollars on julio
2: Hope you hit it. I mean, it's not your guys' worst. I remember last season when you guys were saying the mayors weren't spending because they were gonna go out and get Otani. So that's really not a bad take by you. You're up in your game.
0: <laughs> well, the way they were acting, you'd assume you were gonna to have to do something like that, right? But they were, but they weren't. We're not even we're look, we're trying to put that shit, we're trying to put that shit in the past. Tony killing every family. Throw something else. Try a change
1: up. That's it. Winners, play smart and eat smart. Like this complete breakfast, including Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. There's You'll show him you're a tiger.
0: Show what you can do. Taste of Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. Brings out the tiger New.
1: Now, in special boxes of Kellogg's Frosted Flakes, a great action mini poster of Nolan Ryan, Reggie Jackson, or me, King Griffey Jr. I'm the good-looking one.
0: Speaking of the past, uh... We got somebody from the past, uh, and this always feels good just to read, even if it doesn't work out. It kind of makes you feel better. Um, part of the package deal of us getting Luis Castillo, sending over a lot of hot prospects. One of them didn't really work out. Didn't really work out in, in Cincinnati. Uh, Levi Stout coming back to the Mariners. You heard scott service say hey this guy's going to be starting out in the minors but we want to get him back going for some starting depth it doesn't seem like they have any plans for him as far as a bullpen levi stout also uh kind of pointing the finger at the cincinnati reds organization about their philosophy of pitching whether he's right or wrong it didn't seem like it worked for him i know our good friends over at the at the new nasty boys uh, already talking about this, but uh, the cl- like the classy guys they are, they said, Hey, I wish them luck. Uh, they're better guys than us, but this always feels good. When you make a big blockbuster trade and you're like, you gave away the future. You, you gave away all this and it feels bad. Cause you're like, well, oh, that didn't work out for you with this guy. Sorry. We got the better of the deal here, but it, it's a little bit sweeter when you get this guy back and you can, possibly your organization that you follow can get him back on the right path when other times, you know, selfishly, you're like, well, I hope that guy's a bust. And if you say you don't do that, you're fucking lying. Cause that's how sports fans are. What do you think about this? Hano?
2: You know, some guys just click with certain organizations. Um, it's com- comfortable, you know, being comfortable um, how they're taught. So, I mean, good for him. I was reading an article saying that uh, when he was released, um, his girlfriend wore Mariner socks for two straight days, hoping that the Mariners would acquire him. So good for the whole uh, Levi Stroud family.
0: Yeah. um, I, my question is, were they the same socks or did she have a set of Mariner socks? Did she just wear the same socks? Because, you know, baseball players, very superstitious won't wash their jock straps or their pants if they get on good streaks. So I I would like some of our hard hitting press corps to yeah. uh, to ask them if they were the same socks. I think like the, you know that court. was a,
1: the short lived Smith and Jigba reunion in Seattle. You know because yeah, he got exactly. cut and then got sent to he um, the Pirates picked him up now. So that was like a one week like reunion in S- Seattle sports.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I didn't even I didn't even get to get that video out where Hanno and I were talking about him for a couple of minutes. Like I was like, oh, we got a nice little ninety minute. I mean, not ninety minute. Yeah, we did a ninety minute <laughs> special on Smith and Jigma breaking uh, all thirty four of his major league at bats down. Um, but no, we, we were talking about him and how his body size was different than his brothers and Hannah was really loving what he was seeing in the cage there. Cause everything's peaches and creams and in, in the off season in the cage. And I just never got around to putting it out. So I guess, uh, that's just going to be permanently shelved. Yeah. Uh, but do you guys know anything about stout prior to this or, uh, what can you remember about him?
2: Yeah. I remember him always being talked about as far as, uh, higher prospect um he was you know they got obviously the third baseman um in that trade and then also got a starter out of us so that has been pitching in the big leagues the nasty boys will break that down for you but uh yeah um it'll be nice to see see him get back hopefully get his gets his career back on track and uh You know, his girlfriend was doing all she could with the socks. So
0: if you're looking at this from like a fantasy baseball uh, angle of like, you know, you make a trade for something you want, you give up some things that you're a little scared to be giving up and then you end up getting one of them back for for nothing uh, is always, always a feel good stories, especially if he if he turns out to be something. I have a little project.
1: Well, once again, Edgar Martinez is using Eagle Hardware's incredible selection of brand-name power tools for its latest project. And uh, here's a surprise. Uh, for once, it's not a bat. Oh, it is a bat. It's a light bat. Eagle Hardware and Garden,
0: more of everything. Um, you know, we always like to punch down here on the episode on the Rye Bread about uh, <laughs> the... the uh, We like to punch down about the uh, Anaheim angels. Um, I don't know if I'm at the phase of feeling bad for them. We heard what Mike Trout's got to say. Uh, He says he's loyal, says he's staying there, says, you know, getting the basically getting the organization rebuilt and getting back to the playoffs is going to have much more satisfaction than just bailing and going somewhere else. I mean, that's great news for them. Uh, Mike Trout's, you know, a baseball treasure for sure. I could see a lot of them down here in Southern California. Unfortunately for the Mariners, he's going to continue to drop bombs, I guess. Um, would if he stays with their organization, he's 32, let's just say he plays till 40. He's probably good. Get- we're probably going to see a hundred home runs against the Mariners. Um, but I did read in this article, uh, that I'm reading about trout. He's been pretty open with, uh, the organization, Kind of like how you're talking about Cal and stuff. Like they've had this dialogue going back and forth, and he's been on things, uh, been on in on conversations, and has urged their organization to try out to go out and sign people.
2: It's I just find it hard to believe that Trout's going to play his whole career there, but he might. It sounds like it, but if they, uh, if they, uh, I mean, they they didn't get Otani. They struck out with Rendon. You know, for the contract, um, <laughs> it's uh, it's hard to see them. I, I just feel like eventually he'll want to go play in like Philadelphia or something where he's from or back east.
0: And as far as Mike Trout, he's saying all the right things. On the contrary, you just mentioned somebody. Rendon has made his way back here. Anthony Rendon, not Carlos Ranzone, as I called him on on the last episode. Uh, The guy that Hanno was praying and wishing we got years ago after the uh, Washington Nats won the World Series. Again, back in the headlines. If you have not heard his interview, just Google it. Um, He was asked if if, uh, the Angels were a priority, got a little hot with the reporters uh, he was quoted saying it's never been a top priority for me. This is a job. I do this to make a living. My faith, my family comes before this job. So if those things come before I'm leaving when he was asked. uh, So is this a priority? And he goes, yeah, this is my job. I'm here. I think he said, would I be here at seven in the morning, six in the morning answering his questions if it wouldn't no." And then they kind of pushed on it and he started to really push back. Uh, this has just been a terrible situation. I think out of all the angels signing, I feel like this is even worse than uh, what was the outfielder that struggled with uh,
1: Josh uh, Hamilton,
0: Josh Hamilton. That was another really, really bad one. Uh, thank God we didn't get this guy. What do you, what do you think about him? Oh, also let's, let's not forget. He also mentioned he thinks that the baseball season should be shortened. I mean, and this is a guy that plays, what, averages, what, about 60 games a year?
2: Go ahead, Ninja.
1: No, well, I bought some, like, I bought a Carlos Rendon, or Carlos Rendon, Anthony Rendon baseball card about five years ago. It was, like, one of the worst decisions in my life. That was, like, <laughs> when he was hot. You know, you know, I thought I was going you know, to, like, it was, like, before he went to the, the you know. So the um, angels, yeah. So I got a Anthony Rendon rookie card for sale. If anybody wants it, yeah.
2: So in my opinion, about his comments is are, I I understand what he's saying. There's a lot of people who don't like their jobs, but they do it, you know. And it's just a job. That's how he looks at it. But it's different when you're a professional baseball player. That's for sure. And you're getting compensated as well as he has is. Um. But and shortening the season, it just it's like the icing on the cake for this guy about all his comments, you know, saying that as well. Uh, It sounded to me like the media and those folks were baiting him a little bit during the. Oh, yeah, they were. So. So, I mean, that kind of stinks. But I mean, all the players we talked about today to bring it back to the Mariners, Logan, Kirby, Julio and on and on. Those guys want to get good and be good and have pride to make their craft better. And it doesn't sound like he's like that. And as a fan, if I was a fan of their team, I mean, that would be very disheartening, but we're lucky of the caliber of guys that we have with the Mariners.
0: Yeah. And, and I get that too, where the, the, the reporters were baiting him like, is this your top priority in life? That's kind of a loaded question, but at the same time, yeah we get it family like
1: what do you love uh, more health. jesus or baseball
0: yeah <laughs> it's it's but you also yeah, got both be, ways i agree yeah but you got to be able to read the room and know how to answer a mm-hmm. question like that without being a prick and being like well outside of like my family and like my faith and stuff if you're talking about things that i do and things that i love this is the next top priority <laughs> That's you like kind of going like, well, was this? You have four kids. Was winning a World Series better than watching all four of your kids being born? No, <laughs> like, we know the answer questions. is no. Yeah, but you got to be smart enough and not be a mm-hmm. prick about it. It's pretty simple. Pretty simple. Uh, pretty simple. You can have one thing: well,
1: baseball. Or your family go. Like,
0: yeah. Uh. <laughs> do you want to live? Do you want your family to live, or do you want to play baseball
1: every
0: what? day? It's oh, like, damn. your
1: family. What? you're not dedicated
0: there's there's an easy way to deflect the (laughs) the stupid questions and he just didn't do it and i don't think he gives a fuck um and if the angels end up paying him to go away which i think will happen sooner or later uh i think that's if you're that organization and you just want to start fresh i'd literally just ask mike trout do you want to play with this guy or do you not great Will you stick around if we start retooling and getting rid of these guys? So, the Mariners fan, I hope Rendon stays there forever. But it was in Seattle's Kingdom where the Wild kingdom really had its day.
2: The most frightful delay of all time was the attack
1: of the killer kitten. My gosh, what is that? Is that that a rat, muskrat, or a can? See that? It's a cat. We had, you know, some stray cats uh, that you know, took up residence in the kingdom for a long time. Well, this one particular night, one of the cats gets on the field just running around all over the place. And finally, another attendant picks it up, and the attendant that got scratched just... Oh, he's is in pain! pain. Look at
2: him! Boy, oh, that cat is Oh, baby!
1: He's starting to run off the field and take care of the cat. All of a sudden, this cat just <laughs> munches down on his finger. That's a tough little guy. The cat won't let go, and all of a sudden, Bird is twirling around like a top trying to get rid of this cat. He's going like this, and trying to get the cat. The cat's hung out his finger like this, and he's in a whole lot of pain. Finally, he gets rid of the cat. A fussy feline with claws.
0: That was kind of funny. <laughs> that
2: cat has gone
1: crazy.
0: All right, that's our episode for today. Actually, we had a little bit more. So tomorrow you are getting a bonus episode of the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast. We're talking some Logan Gilbert, some George Kirby, and some Big Dumper. With that being said, Hanno, you know what time it is. <laughs>